In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the love of God the Father, the peace of His Son, our brother Jesus Christ, and the joy of the Holy Spirit be with us all on this solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Brothers and sisters, I am Patrick Tafu, your host today, and I welcome you back to Pointing to the Saviour of the World to listen to God's word and reflect upon it, to praise him for his love endures forever, to pray for our needs and those of others and also for the dead, and to ask our Blessed Mother, Our Lady, to intercede for us. Let us begin with a hymn in praise of the Most Holy Trinity and an introduction to our readings today. On this first Sunday after Pentecost Sunday, my brothers and sisters, we celebrate one of the greatest mysteries of our Christian faith, the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. No amount of philosophical debate or scientific research can fully explain it. But in today's celebrations, the Church reminds us that the three distinct divine persons, Father, Son and Holy Ghost, are eternally one and united. They work together for the salvation of the world. In the Trinity, we see a symbol of our unity. Therefore, let us pray for unity in our relationships unity in our friendships, unity in our marriages, unity within our families, and unity within our communities. Although our talents and our gifts, social and economic status are different, we recognize and pray that, like the Holy Trinity, we can live and work together as one family of God, because we bear one and the same image and likeness of God. Amen.
a reading from the book of Proverbs. The wisdom of God cries aloud. The Lord created me when his purpose first unfolded, before the oldest of his works. From everlasting, I was firmly set from the beginning before earth came into being. The deep was not when I was born. There were no springs to gush with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I came to birth. Before he made the earth, the countryside, or the first grains of the world's dust. When he fixed the heavens firm, I was there. When he drew a ring on the surface of the deep, when he thickened the clouds above, when he fixed fast the springs of the deep, when he assigned the sea its boundaries and the waters will not invade the shore, when he laid down the foundations of the earth, I was by his side, a master craftsman, delighting him day after day, ever at play in his presence, at play everywhere in his world, delighting to be with the sons of men. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Romans. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, by faith, we are judged righteous and at peace with God, since it is by faith and through Jesus that we have entered this state of grace in which we can boast about looking forward to God's glory. But that is not all we can boast about. We can boast about our sufferings. These sufferings bring patience, as we know, and patience brings perseverance, and perseverance brings hope. And this hope is not deceptive, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which has been given us. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, the God who is, who was, and who is to come. Alleluia. A reading 
From the Holy Gospel according to John Glory be to you Lord Jesus said to his disciples I still have many things to say to you but there would be too much for you now but when the spirit of truth comes he will lead you to the complete truth since he will not be speaking as from himself but will say only what he has learned and he will tell you of the things to come he will glorify me since all he tells you will be taken from what is mine everything the father has is mine that is why i said all he tells you will be taken from what is mine the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Saviour and our Brother, let us begin our reflection in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God for us, God beside us, God within us. Amen. Happy Feast Day of the Most Holy Trinity. May our celebrating be grace-filled. Amen. The dogma of faith, which forms the object of the feast we celebrate today, my brothers and sisters, is this. There is one God, and in this one God, there are three divine persons. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Yet there are not three gods, but one, eternal, incomprehensible God. The Father is not more God than the Son, neither is the Son more God than the Holy Spirit. The Father is the first divine person, the Son is the second divine person, begotten from the nature of the Father from eternity. The Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters, is the third divine person, proceeding from the Father and the Son. This doctrine of the inner relationship of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost is such a way that each of them is fully and equally God. Yet there are not three gods but one. One cannot fully comprehend this mystery. 
a mystery that cannot be fully comprehended by the human mind. It is a mystery. No amount of philosophical debate or scientific research can fully explain it. It is a mystery. It can best be appreciated only with the eyes of faith, my brothers and sisters. This is not to say that we cannot use our God-given gift of reason to attempt to explain it. We can, certainly, and we certainly should, because our faith is not irrational. If we expected today's readings to give us a clear and elaborate presentation of the doctrine of the Blessed Trinity, then we are in for a huge shock, because we have found out that they simply do not. The doctrine of three persons in one God, equal in divine, in the divine nature, equal in divinity, yet distinct in personality, is not explicitly spelt out in the Bible either. In fact, the very word Trinity is not found in the Bible. Early Christians arrived at the doctrine when they applied their God-given reason to the revelation which they had received in faith. Jesus spoke about the Father who sent him the Son and he also spoke about the Holy Spirit whom he was going to send. He said that the Father had given him the Son all that he has and that he in turn has given to the Holy Spirit all that he has received from the Father. In this, we see the unity of purpose among the three persons of the Trinity. In the story of salvation, my brothers and sisters, we usually attribute creation to the Father, redemption to the Son, and sanctification to the Holy Spirit. Nevertheless, though they are distinct as persons, neither the Father, nor the Son, nor the Holy Spirit ever is, exists or acts in isolation from the other two persons of the Godhead. We may not be able to understand the how of the Trinity, but it is very important to understand the why. Why did God reveal to us this mystery regarding the very nature of the Supreme Being? Well, the importance of this doctrine lies in this. We are made in the image of God. Therefore, the more we understand God, the more we understand ourselves. Experts in religion tell us that people always try to be like the God they worship or serve. People who worship or serve a warrior God tend to be war-mongering. People who worship a God of pleasure tend to be pleasure-seeking. 
People who worship or serve a god of wrath tend to be vengeful. And people who worship a god of love tend to be loving. Like a god, so the worshippers. Therefore, the more important question for us to ask today is, what does the doctrine of the Blessed Trinity tell us about the kind of God we worship? And what does this say about the kind of people we should be or the kind of people we are as Christians? Two key things become true, therefore. The first one is that God does not exist in solitary individualism, but in a community of love and sharing. God is not a loner. This means that a Christian in search of godliness must shun every tendency to want to isolate themselves. The ideal Christian spirituality is not that of flight from the world, like that of certain Buddhist monastic traditions, where the quest for holiness means permanent withdrawal to the Himalayas, away from, from contact and involvement with people and society. Love, the second thing that becomes apparent here is that love is made perfect within a community, a community of three. Lest we forget, my brothers and sisters, we are and Lest we forget who we are, my brothers and sisters, and lose our identity. We have been created by love, out of love, for love, in God's image and likeness. Because God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. And God saw that all that he'd created was very good. We will be so lost as individuals, as a people as nations, as a human family, if we don't constantly live aware of our DNA as children of a Trinitarian God. Ultimately, the only way we can be ourselves is by acknowledging and identifying with God in whom is hidden the reason for our existence. The doctrine of the Blessed Trinity challenges us, my brothers and sisters, to adopt rather a I and God and neighbor principle. I am a Christian insofar as I live in a relationship of love with God and other people. Brothers and sisters, may the grace of the Holy Trinity help us to banish all traces of self-centeredness in our lives and to live in love of God and of our neighbour in true 
Trinitarian fashion, a unity and a union we celebrate on this day. Amen. Today we proclaim our faith in the mystery of the Holy Trinity, three persons in one God, all equal in majesty and splendour, as we pray for all our needs. For bishop, priests and deacons, may they work tirelessly to foster within the hearts of God's people a strong love of faith. Lord, in your mercy, for all Christian people, may we proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ through our lives, giving glory to God, the Father, the Son and Holy Spirit and witness to one another. Lord, in your mercy, for all those in positions of authority and influence, May they use their positions not for selfish ends, but for the good of all peoples, especially the most needy. Lord, in your mercy. For the sick and those who care for them, may they know the healing power and the eternal love of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those who have died, who remember especially members of our own families and those who are known to us and also those whose anniversaries occur around this time, may they enter into the everlasting peace of the Father, the Son and Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We now pray for a few moments in the silence of our hearts, for our needs and those who have asked us to pray for them. We offer these our prayers and the prayers of all God's people, living and dead, to the intercession of Mary, Mother of the Church, as we say together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we make these prayers through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns in unity with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. 
Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue, my brothers and sisters, to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy Feast once again. I wish you the best of celebrations. Amen. Let us finish like we began. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.